Welcome back to The Spells We Tell Ourselves. If you're just joining us, my name is Libby, and I will be your host for today. Um, so I wanted to talk today about the fear mindset, and this wasn't even something that I had written down for topics to cover for the rest of this year. Um, when I When I first started thinking about this podcast, I did what I think the majority of Capricorns do. And I wrote a list <laughs> because of course I did. Um, and in that list, I wrote down like, I'm going to cover this topic on this day. And then this one on this day. And then, oh, I got a plan in all the different journal prompts for the rest of the year for to follow the lunar cycle. And so because of that, I am recording this right now it's September 3rd so it's even before when I'm going to record the full moon journal prompt that is coming up but I wanted to talk about the fear mindset today because this is something that I'm personally going through right now and I think it's something that we all struggle with at some point in our lives and whether it's just something like buying a house um, starting a family you know, getting on a plane or something like we all experience that fear mindset, regardless of what it is. I'm just going through it right now personally. So I figured, well, why not talk about something that I know, right? Isn't that the whole point of why I'm doing this anyway? So I, I know I've shared before that when I first started Yogini Witch Libby, my business, that I was really resistant to the idea of coaching. I was really resistant to the idea of Yogini Witch Libby becoming my full-time job. I was really resistant uh, to any of these sort of changes that I am now choosing to act upon. I am working on towards becoming a mindset coach and I'm going to be dropping a group coaching program here in the next few months. I am working on making Yogini Witch Libby my full-time business, and it's terrifying. This is terrifying to me because through my entire life, everybody has always told me that, oh, well, you're smart, so you should go to college. You're smart, so you have to do this type of program. You're smart, so you will do really good in this kind of profession. And it's just like, guys, come on. There is more to a person than just their ability to recite information onto a standardized test. I'm sure we all know that now, especially the millennials who grew up with, with it. And now we're all just choosing not <laughs> to act on anything that we were previously raised to believe, right? There's so many of us now getting into the online sphere and we all have these degrees and it's just like, well, that was fun. That was a fun experience. And I agree with that. I am glad I got my degrees. I'm now, at least I'm glad that I went to college and I am mostly glad that I got my master's degree. But now that I'm working on taking a step away from my professional public health career and doing this 
full time. That is terrifying. And I bet there there's a lot of people in my peer group who could relate to that where it's like, oh, I really want to do these things that I have, these dreams that I have. I really want to do these ideas. I really want to work on XYZ, but I, I, I have this degree and like, so I have to do that. And it's like, no, you don't. You literally don't have to do anything for anyone. I, of course, that's an oversimplification of things. So don't take what I say there with a grain of salt. But it's just kind of like I woke up from the idea of, oh, well, you have a master's of public health. So like you have to do public health. And I would, I've been doing public health communications. And it's something I genuinely enjoy doing. But at the same time, working for somebody else is crippling me where it's like, oh, I have all of these really great ideas and I put out these really cool flyers and products and I do all these really great things. And then it has to go through five layers of approval. And by the time I get it back, it's not mine anymore. And it's like, okay, what was the point of this exactly? If you, like, if somebody had just wanted me to research and give them the wording for something and then they create their own product, that probably would have been a better use of everybody's time. So now I'm doing me for me and that feels good. It does. Don't get me wrong, but it's also terrifying because I've been working on Yogini Witch Libby for the past coming up on two years. The end of September is the two year anniversary of Yogini Witch Libby. That would be two years of being on social media constantly. That would be two years of offering Zoom-based yoga classes. That would be one year of offering coven courses, which is my mixing witchcraft into yoga um, web series. So shameless plug for that. I'm going to be having another coven courses round in October because it's spooky season. So why wouldn't I? Um, and it will be the last one of 2022. So if that is something you are interested in, you can pop over to my website and go to the coven courses tab. Or if you follow me on Instagram, you can DM me. Um, so anyway, shameless plug over. Um, but what I really want to talk about is like, even though you're terrified, even though I'm terrified, you got to do it anyway, because I, I think what I'm more afraid of than the possibility of all of this failing, I am even more terrified of staying stagnant. And right now that's kind of how my life feels where it's just like, okay, I have this job that is supposed to make me feel good and it doesn't make me feel good. And also like it doesn't pay enough. I am not getting paid what I deserve and I am barely making it right now. We are very much living paycheck to paycheck and I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys as I start this because honesty, I think, is probably the best thing that a coach can give to a client, right? So I'm going to be real with you guys about this and like we are very much living paycheck to paycheck as I'm sure a lot of people are and that is a hard fear mindset 
to break out of where it's just kind of like, okay, well, we're living paycheck to paycheck. So like what happens if somebody's car breaks? What happens if, and I should say when the electric bill jumps up, what happens in the winter time where I live in New Hampshire? So it gets cold in October. What happens like in that fear mindset, especially this past week, like I said, it's early September. What happens? And that is the fear mindset that is playing in my head over and over and over again, where I don't know what happens. And that terrifies me the most. But like I said, what I'm truly afraid of and what I think is the worst thing is staying stagnant. We're human beings. We're not meant to stay the same. We're meant to grow. We're meant to change. We're meant to continue to learn new things. And we are meant to break down our old self-limiting beliefs. I had the self-limiting belief of, oh, well, I have to be this. And now I'm in the mindset of, no, I don't. I get to do whatever I want. At the end of the day, if I am making enough money to pay my bills and take care of my child, what does it matter what I am doing? Why not, right? It, at the end of the day, who really cares what we're doing? In, in all actuality, we don't owe anybody anything. I think that this fear mindset that a lot of us live in stems from those self-limiting beliefs of putting yourself into that box and feeling like you can never break out of that box and you just have to stay the same and you have to stay in your neat little box. And But we're humans. We don't fit in neat little boxes. And I think that once you break those self-limiting beliefs, while yes, the initial part of breaking those self-limiting beliefs is scary, not denying that, but once you get through that, it can be beautiful. And sure, I, I'm still second guessing myself. I'm still questioning myself. And I'm still wondering if this is the correct move. Because like I keep saying, I have a child. So it's like, I, I have to keep her in mind with everything that I'm doing. Because well, no, nobody really owes anybody anything. But I do owe it to her to give her a good childhood. And I owe it to my dogs to make sure that they're taken care of and fed and that they have the vet visits that they need and so on and so forth. But I don't need to also, also, I don't need to live in fear of those things. So I think that while change is scary, I think that sometimes change is the only thing that is going to help us get past the fears that we had. So when I was little, <laughs> when I was little, I was terrified of spiders. Like absolutely deathly afraid, hated them. And I, I, I mean, to this day, I don't particularly like them, but I can coexist with them in the same spot. The unfortunate thing is I constantly have spiders crawling on me. Like they'll just drop down from the ceiling and land on my shoulder. And I don't like that. I wish they had better boundaries. Um, so I don't know 
what it is about me that makes them want to do it. But what changed for me was actually around the time that I got divorced from my first husband and I was living alone. Suddenly I was in charge of getting the spiders and putting them in a little cup and then releasing them outside. There was nobody else to do that for me. I lived alone. Nobody was catching the spiders for me. And I think that's when my fear started breaking because I was forced to confront it. I was forced to sit in my fear. And when I say you need to sit in your fear in order to move past it, I don't mean dwell in it. And trust me, guys, I love a good thought loop and I love a good dwelling. Trust me, I do. I hyperfixate on these types of things and I know that's not good for me. But instead of being hyperfixated on the thoughts of, oh, well, what if this, what if this, what if this? And it's just kind of like, well, what if we look at that emotion and break down fear as an emotion in order to move past it? What if we look at the way the emotion is and try and learn from it? What can we learn from fear? I think that we can learn what we need to grow. Sometimes the things that scare us the most are the things that are going to be best for us in the long run. And I think business ownership and starting a business is a perfect example of that. Maybe Yogini Witch Libby isn't my forever thing. And that's okay. Maybe it'll fail next year. That's okay. Maybe it, it, any number of maybes could come up. But instead of dwelling on those and allowing my brain to continue to whisper things to me like, oh, well, it's going to fail. So why even bother trying? Instead of living like that, I think it's better and healthier for our brains to sit with that emotion in our gut and learn from it. How can I grow from this situation? What can I do to help myself through this situation. So I, I feel like my poor partner, I end up talking to him all the time about the same things. And so we have a lot of the same conversations. And at some point, I feel like he's just going to look at me and be like, we had this conversation yesterday. And while I'm okay with you venting to me, you also need to take ownership of this. And that's another thing about fear. We need to own our fear if we're going to do it. So I think, and again, I think the way to handle fear is to sit with the emotion and allow it to teach us something. But also we need to take action on our fear. It is not your fault that you are afraid, but it is your responsibility to take care of your fear because you can't let it control you. And especially as parents, right? I feel like for the past few days, I've been sitting in this fear mindset and running these loops. And also at the same time, like I'm trying to cook dinner for my toddler. How does my fear mindset then affect my little munchkin? What is that teaching her? And of course, like 
I'm trying to explain everything because she has been seeing me upset and she's been giving me so many hugs and being like, hugs make you feel better. Hugs make you feel better. And it's adorable, first of all. But also, it's just kind of like, okay, there is this little person who is watching every single thing that I do. I got to make sure that I am handling my emotions in a healthy way so that way she learns how to have healthy emotions later on in her life. I don't want to pass along my anxiety and my stress. I don't want to pass along my OCD. I don't want to pass along all of these negative thought patterns that I have. So I got to make changes. And I think we all need to make those changes every once in a while in our lives in order to move forward as people. So the next time you start to have those self-limiting beliefs and you start to have those negative thought patterns pop up into your head, instead of allowing those thought patterns to continue, take a seat, like literally take a seat and feel that fear in your gut. I don't know about you guys, but like I get a physical reaction to stress and fear. And it's like my panic response makes it feel like my all of my senses are heightened and the nerve endings on my arms are like fully on, fully ready to go. And it even feels like it's burning sometimes. Maybe that's a panic disorder and maybe I need to start talking to somebody again. But maybe that's something that you feel too. So though that panic feeling will set in and instead of allowing those negative thought patterns in, I want you to feel it. And I know it hurts to feel it, but Feel it and ask yourself, what am I learning from this situation? And maybe you should journal about it. Maybe having a journal for when these panicky thoughts come up, you can take a sit down, write down like, I am feeling panicky. Write down any physical sensations you have. Maybe your, maybe your panic response is you feel sick. Maybe your panic response is to cry. And I think that you can write those things down in your journal. So write those things down and then Start to list out things that this could be triggering from. So what is causing your panic response? What is causing you to feel physically ill in this moment? Write those down. Write down the whole list of what is making you feel stressed out and panicky. And then I want you to write out what you can do. Any actionable steps that you can think of that can help tackle the problem. And I don't want you to write down like, oh, well, in a month when I get such and such credit card payment paid off, my life will be easier. No, I want you to think about what you can do in the next 10, 15 minutes tops that you can do to make you feel better. Maybe in that 10 to 15 minutes, you can switch your Instagram notifications into off So that way you aren't getting constantly bombarded by so-and-so liked this post. So-and-so commented on this post. Maybe you're feeling stressed about Instagram. I've been there. And like I said, I've been posting on Instagram daily for the nearly daily, at least for the past two years. And I need to take those social media breaks and I need to set boundaries for social media because the Instagram algorithm sucks, to be frank. And 
it definitely has messed with my mind sometimes where it's like, okay, well, this post didn't get as much likes as this content or I didn't post at the right time. So now my analytics are down and like, yeah, your analytics are helpful, but there is a point between helpful and obsession. So, and turning off your notifications is just one example. Maybe you need to spend a I don't know, an hour or two where your phone is off, where you can just decompress and unplug. And maybe a decompress or unplug break for a day or two is what you need in order to help you feel better or help you through a panic response. I I always think about how humans probably were not meant to be surrounded by as much technology as what we're surrounded around. And of course, I'm a guilty technology consumer as well. So maybe I'm a little hypocritical saying this, but because of all this technology that we're surrounded around and realistically technology is still pretty new. I mean, I was, I don't know, seven when we got a computer in our home. So that probably would have been like late 1990s, maybe 2000, depending if I have that date correct or not. And then phones are still new. Like we're talking all of this technology in the past 20 years, our entire society has changed. So I'm a huge advocate for an unplug and decompress weekend or week, whatever you may need. So those are just a couple of examples of quick, easy things that you could do. And I know they were only sent around technology, but that's the first thing that popped in my head. My point is that when you're journaling and you are writing down actionable steps, I think it's best if you start off with the things that you can do in the next 10 to 15 minutes. So that way it feels like you're accomplishing something. It's kind of like how sometimes if I write a to-do list, I'll write down things that I've already done or like things that are going to happen anyway, just because it's a low hanging fruit and I'm easily going to obtain it. We need those little wins sometime to help the mindset. And then after you've written down the things that you can do in the next 10 to 15 minutes to make yourself feel better. I think moving on to next one or two days kind of tasks list that can help make yourself feel better. And then you can go to next week, next month, next year, and working towards a sustainable model for how to handle that situation that you were just in and was making you feel stressed out. So that's just one of my little tips. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and I I hope that we can all be real with each other here and acknowledge that sometimes things just suck and sometimes things are going to come up where you feel afraid and I hope that you don't allow yourself to live in that fear mindset and also if you have the ability to talk to a professional then I think that's wonderful too because they have helped me many times in my life and they it can be helpful. But I do also want to acknowledge that um, I have been fortunate to have really good health insurance. So I haven't had to worry about co-payments or anything like that. So I know that talking to a professional isn't always something that everybody can do. But if it is available to you, I do recommend taking advantage of that. (sighs) All right. So 
I I'm going to sign off now and I'm hoping that the next episode I put out is a little bit more of a positive spin as opposed to fear mindset. Um, so yeah, I appreciate all of you guys listening. Um, if you like this podcast, you can find us on Instagram at the spells we tell ourselves. If you like me, you can find me at Yogini Witch Libby on Instagram. Um, if you have any recommendations for topics that you'd like to hear about when it comes to mindset coaching, you can email me. I am Yogini Witch Libby at gmail.com. You can also find me on my website, yoginiwitchlibby.com. Um, if you really like this podcast, you can also find me on Patreon. So, and that will be linked below, but it's just patreon.com slash yoginiwitchlibby. Um, and I greatly appreciate that. And then as always, my intro music is Dream World by Star Fury. Um, they are linked below as well. And I hope you all have a great, wonderful rest of your day, night, whatever it is, wherever you are. Bye.